0: Go. Okay. looking. (laughs) I
1: I had the same problem with Scott too. I don't I don't know what you guys are doing with your Wi-Fi over there in Bellingham, but
0: the email issue? Yeah. Weird. Well, I like I went out of it and then I opened my Zoom and then like the herd meant that like popped up and I'm like, okay, well that's what I'm looking for, but it wasn't in my email for some reason.
1: Weird. You're
0: probably get (laughs) it in two
2: hours.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what's up? Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to personally even talk to you yet. I know you talked to Morgan a good amount of times, or at least over DM. So um, how's everything yeah, going? Yeah,
0: I feel like good. Yeah. It's the funny thing where it's like we've all talked over Instagram and never actually like talked face to face, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. I mean, it's 2023. So <laughs> yeah, so, social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, what show are you prepping for right now?
0: I'm going to do Empire Classic and then Emerald Cup a week later. So I've got like two back-to-back. So I start prep for that in about three weeks, which is super exciting. I'm ready to be done with (laughs) (laughs) off-season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, holy shit, how long was your off-season? I feel like you took like a good year and a half, right?
0: Yeah, my, well, my, so my first and only show that I've done was October 22nd last year. Okay. And after that, we were like, okay, like I, we knew I needed to grow. So it was like, all right, let's just go into a long off season, see what muscle we can put on. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of had our like scope set on these shows. So it was kind of the plan all along and it was just like, let's see how much growing we can do before then. So yeah, it was a good amount of time. So the first one is the
3: Empire Classic, right? That's what you said. Where's that one at? Is that in Washington or is that in Idaho?
0: Yeah, that one's in Spokane. And then Emerald Cup is in uh, Bellevue.
3: Oh, so they're all relatively local for you. I mean...
0: Relatively local, yeah. Bellevue for me is a lot more local. It's probably just like over an hour, but yeah, the Spokane one's gonna be probably like a five-hour drive or so, which like not bad, all things considered. Yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, honestly, I thought your off season was was even freaking longer than that because you you freaking blew up, man. <laughs> you got
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. When you go
0: from Especially, so when I first started, like, I would say bodybuilding, you know, I've been lifting for a couple of years before I actually started a prep, but I didn't start actually what I would consider like correctly bodybuilding until I started working with Scott. And that was, uh, I think it was like beginning of May, 2022. And I talked to him about doing a show or he, you know, we had talked about it together yeah. and it was like, all right, well, we've got a few months to see like what growing we can do before you start prep because I was going to start prep in July. And then we upped my food a ton. And then I got leaner during that process, which is like, you know, when you go from not eating like a bodybuilder to eating like a bodybuilder, that tends to happen. Uh, So I was kind of like recomping for a while, which was cool. We were looking at my pictures from my last prep and he was like, I think you actually gained muscle for like a good amount of time during your prep too. So that definitely made a big difference in terms of like my starting point for this off season versus when I started, you know, in my first prep. So it's all really cool to look back at. But yeah, I, I we were looking at those pictures that like he just posted the other day and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> don't know how that happened in a year, but that's cool. Whoever <laughs>
3: ever look back at those photos and go, uh, man, when I was that lean, I did not feel that lean. Like you see the pictures in oh. your and you're like,
0: Look like that no because I do
2: not feel like it yeah
0: <laughs> pretty much every single picture I look at that was before like even July this year you know you're like especially post-show you're like oh I'm fat I have water all you know whatever it's like no you're not <laughs> No. until you're shoving 3,000 calories in your face for multiple months it's like no <laughs> you're not <laughs> no, fat
2: not like no <laughs> Even
0: now, like after going through a full off season, it's like you feel like you're fat, but I know I'm gonna look back at this time and be like, nah, like no you weren't. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. and it's for a
0: purpose too. So I feel like it's a little bit easier to justify. It's
3: not like your pants are just getting tight because you're not doing anything. It's like, okay, end goal in mind. We'll be back there eventually. Sometimes when things don't fit any it's like you and I were talking about when you like have your, your post prep pants where you're like, well, these are the ones I wear
0: when I'm in my off season. And when those get too tight, that's when I get uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. That's when I get annoyed. I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> it's time to lean down again, even though it's all, you know, it's all part of the process. We all go through it, but yeah. When are Do you guys both have any plans to compete in like the near future? or What does that look like for either of you? Oh
1: man. Well, for, for Morgan, at least, for what I kind of have planned for her, she she's honestly been doing a whole lot of gut stuff that we've been trying to figure out. There, there's been a whole deal with her freaking sister right here on the floor. Yeah, we,
3: we found out recently. So I've been having some digestive issues basically since I graduated college. I have a lot of food allergies and such, and so I discovered a lot of that in college. And then for like the last five years, I keep getting like a repeat of like SIBO, which is bacteria overgrowth. And um, I've had Giardia from uh, Brandy and getting poop flung in my mouth and like just a lot of like bad history with like gut health. And so um, we did another GI map recently because they're trying. I thought it was maybe my thyroid because things were just not post shuttle Things were just not working very well. Got my thyroid figured out, and they were like, No, it's a textbook, it's beautiful. Like, you don't even need to supplement your thyroid anymore. Like, you don't have Hashimoto's like they thought you did. Like, you're great. So, then it was like, Well, I guess we gotta figure it out. So, I did a GI map and I have SIBO again. And so, we finally were like, Okay, we there's something going on here. Well, we th- we can tested the water in our house and found out that there's somewhere in the piping because my brother and I are neighbors and we share the same cistern. Um, and so somewhere between where the cistern pipes from the the holding tank to our house, there's an issue that's contaminating our water because his water's fine. Mm-hmm. So I keep getting repeat, you know, bacteria integration. And so right now it's been about trying to get that cleared up, which mm-hmm. is it's trying to be a harder, harder thing when it's as prominent as it is. It's not like we, you know, it's not like, oh, it's the first time you've ever had it, your body. Wants to kill it. It's like, no, this has like been your natural habitat for five years. So <laughs> it's going to take a while for yeah. this. Yeah.
0: Like, how fun.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of bloating, a lot of food restrictions, a lot of supplements, a lot yeah. of gut health stuff. So,
1: yeah, I don't a lot of times dealing with that shit it gets worse before it gets before
3: better. Before it
1: gets better, like nine times out of 10. So you're like, oh, all yeah, right, I just. It's easier to hold in there. It's, it's, yeah.
3: it's this, it looks
1: bad, but yeah. I promise it's going to get better.
3: Like, I literally look like I'm six months pregnant. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, no. So, and then I'm not <laughs> doing myself any favors. I'm working two jobs, and yeah. I've been doing yeah. a lot of, like, stress, stress and stuff. Yeah, not not a lot of great sleep. So hopefully
0: after we move, I'll be able to, like, take some time and just rest get some stuff. Good. Yeah. What's crazy about that too? The whole water thing is thinking about how how many people probably have stuff going on that's related yeah. to that that they would have no idea. Because yeah. I mean, like, I I would have no idea. Like, if if my water was causing issues for me, I I probably wouldn't even think about the fact that that could be something that's causing exactly that much of a problem. Well,
3: and the only thing we could think of was I'm like, well, all this kind of started when I moved into the house that we're in now after I graduated college and so we're like well the only thing about the house, like it's not like there's asbestos or mold do you know what i mean like there's nothing that like is noticeable so finally alex is like well have we ever tested the water like let's be honest this house is really old it has like five different foundations there's so many trees in the yard that could easily like a rut can go into a, a water line like yeah, just like- so many opportunities for that i was like well i guess we can finally do a water test and it came back it's like bacteriologically unsafe i was like Oh, great. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, so you know, you actually to don't to want to know. The water.
2: Yeah. So,
3: well, because then we started looking at it, and all of his food sensitivities popped up around the time that I moved in here as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come and visit me and drink tap water. That's why he's got this like war against tap.
1: water. Hey, me and Scott are super against tap water right now, I got him poked <laughs> into it.
0: <laughs> well, I know he mentioned something about. or I think he posted something like, "Oh, let's see what this whole water thing's about." Because I saw I saw Alex posting about it first. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if that was like only a, a you thing. Or, but no, I'm not surprised that he's now oh, <laughs> jumping oh, well, on the. <laughs> it's funny because
3: Alex is called Matt. Thursday clock was like when Alex told him all of this. He goes, You guys are
0: drinking tap water? <laughs> it's like
1: Yeah, <laughs> that <shit> right
3: now.
0: <laughs> okay, well, We're just like the scum of the earth for drinking tap water now.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Seriously. So
3: So long story short, I don't really have a timeline. Okay. I'm so it's no kinda time. when you get
0: things like health figured out, that's when you'll start to even yeah, that makes sense.
3: And my schedule has been so crazy right now. There was I think a couple weeks ago, I managed to get into the gym like three days in, like yeah. the first time in like months, just because I've been working doubles a lot. And I got sick literally four days later, like down for the count for like three days. So I was like, "And this is my body
0: telling me, like, what or the other like, you can't have a like, stop pushing your body so hard." Yeah, like we can't <laughs> recover.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: It's like four hours a night is not enough, lady. Ugh, no.
3: <laughs> so yeah
0: but
1: get her all figured out it's as soon as we move and she's not freaking just balls to the wall in every phase of her life now we could probably start planning something i honestly wanted to get her a lot bigger first before i shoved her back into a show but Mm -hmm. at the same time who knows
0: yeah that makes sense get her
1: healthy first so i haven't
3: had a true oxygen yet so i'm in a recovery phase is what i call it
0: yeah. I mean, it truly is though. You got to yeah. recover your, you know, your problems before you can throw yourself into an environment that's like not suitable to fix problems at all, but more causing problems.
3: Well, I've had a couple people that, you know, it's, it's really, um, fun to say like prep ruin my body or whatever, when people don't like prep, right. And so I've had people ask me, they're like, is this all because of your bodybuilding show? Like, did you just totally screw up yourself? And I was like, actually, if anything, like, that whole process helped me figure some of this stuff out because I was like, no, I honestly the limited food helps like not having so many like, like histamine or like, uh, intolerance inducing foods that actually helped me feel mm-hmm. better. And so I think in some ways I'm like, actually you get really in tune with your body during prep. Like it's just when you think, especially in the, the last couple of weeks when things get really hard. I feel like that's the time where like, you're obviously digging deep to find the effort. And so you're, you're very aware of what your body is doing for you. And so yeah. I, if anything, I'm like, actually, I think it helped to just be like coming out of it. I was like, something's not right again. Like there's yeah. just things aren't operating the way they should be. Kind of thing.
0: I, I also agree with that on a wider scale too, where people kind of make blanket statements about prep and like what it does to your body. And it's like, well, I would have never gotten my blood work done if it weren't for yeah. going through these phases. I wouldn't know, what, like, what it, like yeah, it feels like to be, yeah, what it feels like to be under recovered and what that does for my sleep and your heart rate and your this and that and like all the different things that are connected. I would have never known if I was not involved in this world at all. So actually, I'm a lot more aware and educated about my health than I ever was before, or if I weren't to be prepping. You know, so I don't know. People like to have like opinions about it, but.
3: And I also think it's funny to me because every
0: single person who like makes those
3: claims and sticks by it. I'm like, I look at their prep and I'm like, "Hmm, I already know why it ruined your body. And it's because it probably wasn't the best prep ever for like, whether it was coaching and guidance or just personal choices or like how badly you wanted and how short your timeline was. Like, I just feel like the, the instances where it's true or people really stand by it. It's like, you probably didn't do it in the safest manner. So that's probably why it yep. sucked and it had a lot of repercussions,
0: but exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I always think about that when I see people do those long posts about why like bodybuilding is so bad for you. And <laughs> it's like, well, where were you like when you started, first of all? Did you did you already go into it having a bunch of eating issues or like, you know, an eating disorder? It's like that's not gonna create a good foundation for starting yeah, a prep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah.
3: yeah, so once we're done with recovery phase, we'll do a building phase. So honestly, I probably won't step on stage until 2025, which I'm okay with at this rate. I just want to get feeling normal again and yeah, go to the gym and not throw up during a workout. That's not even that hard to work out. Yeah, <laughs> let's <keep> get <laughs> like to
2: that point. When
3: you start throwing up on
0: step two, you're like, something's not right here. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah something needs to be to be worked on there so <laughs> yeah.
1: oh almost but yeah almost
0: for you there. it's you're I feel like
1: you're closer than you like to lead on but I yeah I know so it's like I I signed down with the new coach 14 weeks ago uh Matt Versicott and honestly he he's like yeah there's something wrong with your gut so we really just spent like the last 13-14 weeks just like Fixing some of that and I just dropped like 30, 40 pounds of inflammation almost freaking right mm-hmm. off the bat. Something nuts, That's you know. Crazy. So went through that. And then honestly, I thought he was gonna start peeling me back more uh this week with this week's check-in. Just just you, you know, when you look at your pictures, you're like, yeah, I'm t- I'm totally fat right now. We need to keep going.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> not lean enough. No, not, not lean enough. enough.
1: Clearly, I need to keep cutting. He's like, all right. Yeah, dude, you're way lean. You're way too lean for off season. We need to start shoving your scale weight up. I'm like, excuse me.
0: You're like, okay, that was the opposite of what I thought we were going to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, it's like, we had originally talked about maybe doing something like early spring, but mm-hmm. now the fact that we're shoving body weight up, I honestly have no fucking clue at this point. So, I'm just going to kind of ride the wave of how progress is going, which is seems to be pretty damn good at the moment. So, that's good. What? Yeah. I mean, why? Why settle for something? I mean, I don't, I'm i already not in a rush to begin with. I've already been in a freaking off season for like two, two and a half years. So it's like,
0: <laughs> what's one more? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So we'll yeah. we'll see on that. But hopefully, I, I, I would like to hope for something like end of next year or sometime next year because it's it's really been calling my name to you know step back on stage. It's quite a bit of time, but I don't know. We'll see. Just keep riding the wheel. Cool.
0: Yeah, I think that stuff also depends on people's goals, too. I think for me, like this last year, it felt like it went by fast, but it also felt long. And it's hard to remember that like, okay, the whole goal is to just be better than last time. So why would I rush it if I'm not going to be much better than last time? And I don't know, I think. it it gets hard because you're like, I just, I'm tired of like bulking and being what I think is fat when you just want to be lean. But also, Mm. I don't know when you get down to a certain point in prep too, you're like, Oh my God, I just want some more meat on my bones. (laughs) (laughs) I want to fill my clothes out again.
1: Got to sit roll. Sounds good right now. (laughs)
0: That was what surprised me the most was
3: the the range of how my clothes fit. Like, it's like, I, By the end of it, there was one day we went to dinner for our anniversary like two weeks before my show, and I had purposely not like I saved all my calories for dinner. Like it was one of those days where I was like, I'm eating with my husband, and I had had egg whites for breakfast, and that was it until dinner. And I just remember I got up at the restaurant to go to the bathroom, and he looks at me and goes, Holy holy fuck, dude! your pants are so big. Like I had them cinched to the point where they were like folding over on the sides underneath my belt. He's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, it's all that I have. Okay, it's
2: only the pair of jeans
3: I own. Yep. Like I threw away all my skinny pairs when I got fat and now I don't have any clothes and sweats are not appropriate for this restaurant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I have a video of me. I think it, it had to have been like either peak week or a week before or something where I was like, cutting a new hole into my belt because i'm like i it's not it's not small enough like i had to keep like cinching it and those same pair of pants i'm like okay now i'm like i need like a new hole on them and like don't even fit anymore and i'm like the the oh my god the varying degrees of how things fit and you don't want to
3: go buy new ones because you're like it's two weeks of my life i don't and i don't know how small i'm going to be next time or how yeah Think I'm going to be next time, like especially like the varying stage, like your building phase. Next time you go into a building phase, you could be even bigger. And you're like, well, yeah. I have a bunch of clothes that I wore twice, and now I have to go buy a bigger size and everything.
0: Yeah. And somehow missed the sweet spot of whatever my body would have fit into those pants. It's either like I'm way too small or I'm way too big for them. I don't know. I don't know when that green spot would have been, but I clearly missed it.
3: <laughs> Hung out in your closet during that week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so
3: sometime in the end
1: of the year, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. But, nice. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. You know, and also j- just even me getting into bodybuilding in the first place. I I've honestly just been so fucked up this entire time. It's helped really this coach that it's like like honestly, the last time someone told me to put on put on weight was like college football. So like before any of this even started. So it's yeah.
3: everybody else has been about like, well, let's see if we can get you down. Let's see if we can get you like leaner or like maintain or, you know, recon. But it's never been like, a, all right, we're looking good. We're going to throw some weight on you. He was like, Morgan, I haven't like, I haven't had to gain weight. since My dad was buying me McDonald's for post-practice like meals on top of what we were eating
0: for dinner. What do I do with that information? I've never been told this. <laughs> I've never done it in a non-fat way.
1: I, the best part too is like I was told this as I was already sitting in the movie theater with the freaking giant
3: family awesome. bag of rice
1: krispies <laughs> Just it was it was a good five minutes of my life right there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the other thing, because you mentioned like, oh, I haven't had to like get bigger or whatever. People when you tell people how much you're eating like in off season and you're complaining for me at least, like complaining about like shoving my face with three thousand calories, they're like Oh my gosh! Like, why are you complaining about eating that much? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, I'm eating this much of like healthier food. Like the volume of food. I'm not just like shoving down Big Macs. Like, what do you, (laughs) like, what do you think I'm eating? (laughs) It's not all fun food.
1: (laughs) Okay, I know how much food you eat from Scott, and I know it's outrageous for your size. So, uh, walk us through walk us through with that what that looked like kind of at your peak.
0: I mean, so to be fair, near the end, I was eating more like what what we, I guess what I would consider more processed food because my appetite was just like not there anymore. There was hardly any time. So this was probably about, I'd say August through September or a little bit of October, maybe. I don't remember when the exact cutoff was, but he really wanted to push my food up to like a little past 3,000. And it was like right at that point, where I'm like, oh my God. Like, how much do you even... weigh again? How much do I weigh again? You said, yeah. Right now, I'm 140.
1: Over 3,000 calories for like 140, 150 pound woman. That's fucking disgusting. That's all that, oh, it was. Food.
0: <laughs> my, my mood for like that span of time was just like, it was just like tanking down. Cause I'm like, every day, I'm like, oh another day of 3000 calories i have to eat like and i i wouldn't be hungry throughout the day either so it would get to like afternoon evening and i'm like oh my god i still have like three more meals i have to get down and and, like i i haven't been hungry for any of it all day so i've got to you know shove it all down within like a four hour time span and it's it's so hard to because you want to like Complain about it when, like, to the people that you're around, and then you realize how much of a like first world problem it sounds like, oh, poor me, I have to eat food. Like, it's just, it sounds so awful. (laughs) Bigger, so I can slip down and compete. Like, yeah, so yeah, that was that was for a good couple months, and then near the end, my uh, he had me start taking my blood glucose like two times a week um we started doing that kind of when we started pushing food and since my blood glucose was good he was like all right we're gonna try a few different things like then I got more pasta in my plan which like that was amazing because I hadn't had pasta in my plan before I was like this is like unheard of um and then I got he was giving me like some fruit juice too. And it was just to like get carbs in because my blood glucose could handle it. Um, and so we did that for a little bit just to like keep pushing my carbs up. So yeah, that was a good couple months span of time where I was like pushing food and physically uncomfortable every day and like gagging down food, basically. (laughs) Like (laughs) it was pretty gross, but yeah. Then we kind of like ended that phase. We held those calories for a while, and I'm like a little bit lower than what I was. But yeah, my body kind of like grew into its weight a bit, and I gained right. more muscles, so it didn't feel as awful anymore because I was burning more. So, um, but yeah, that's what that looked like. I'm assuming Your your pre
3: and your was your pre or your post your biggest meal of the day?
0: Um, it was both they were i guess yeah you mean like my pre-workout my post-workout meal yeah. those were yeah that was kind of where most of my carbs were but yeah i think in total if i remember correctly i was eating at like the peak i was eating like 488 carbs or something like for me <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so like, fucking gross dude like good good for you that's fucking awesome but oh my
0: god but it's gross. <laughs>
1: yeah oh <laughs> uh, what are you complaining about let's so with so much food no dude
2: no you we don't understand
3: have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a whole, like burger buns to fill up cards. it's a whole other thing when that's rice
1: and... yeah dude I can, we can knock that out in half pizza man <laughs>
0: uh. yeah. like the other hard part about that too was there were days where like I was like, I physically cannot finish this meal. If I am going to finish it, I'm going to like projectile vomit. And so there was nights where I'm like, okay, like for my like mental sake, I have to set that aside. But then it for, for me at least, like getting all my meals in, checking all my boxes was like a huge mental thing for me. So if I'm not able to like check that off and say, cool, I got all my meals in, I'm like, shit, I'm I'm failing, like I'm not, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. Meanwhile, I'm still eating like, you know, 2,800 calories that day. And it's like, all okay, right, you're still, you're still getting your food in just because you didn't take the last couple bites of your food. Like it's not the end of the world, but.
1: I promise yeah. you're still, you're still going to get big and strong. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so at, at that point, does Scott do like a lot of free meal stuff?
0: I still just had one per week. And what was funny at that point, I, there were days where I'm like, okay, I've got, I've got my cheat meal, but I'm like, do I even want to eat that? Like, cause it's just going to be more food that I have to get through that day. And then I'm going to have more meals to eat afterwards. And since it's a free meal, I'm probably not going to be super hungry after it anyways. So for, yeah, those couple of months I was like, I, I would have my free meal, but it was not nearly as enjoyable. As it had been up until that point, which is kind of disappointing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say at that point, just make your free meal just water.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: God, just water. Today. <laughs> I'm choosing a nice, no sugar Gatorade. I'm calling it good.
0: <laughs> yeah, something liquid. Yeah. yeah, no, I still had my free meal, but it was not as enjoyable.
3: <laughs> I, I can when, imagine. When you did your last little push and you added some more, like what you were saying to what were you adding in? Like
2: were you
0: He he added in uh pasta for one of my meals and then I think it was Oh, he also added in, like, some English muffins and jelly and, like, peanut butter and stuff. And um, so relatively healthy. It's not like it was, hey, you get a Snickers now on top of yeah, it. Yeah, no. It was more, well, I think it was funny because at one point I was like, dude, I am having such a hard time getting through this food. And we were trying to, like, brainstorm what we could possibly put in to make it a little bit easier to get through. And mm-hmm. he was like, all right, like, is there, any, is there anything you can think of that you would, like? Enjoy eating more. And he was like, and don't say donuts. And I'm like, all right, you know, like obviously that would be nice. But no, like <laughs> most of my food was still pretty. I think fruit juice and pasta were like the two additions that were the least like healthy, but more like processed foods that I got in my plan. Sure. But yeah, even then, it was like, okay, just another meal to get in. Let me drink my whatever ounces of fruit juice just to get it down. Like, at that point, it was just, like, eating as much as I could with suffering the least amount possible.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, well, what was your favorite meal during this time? What was your least favorite?
0: Oh, um, for a while, anything that had ground turkey in it was my least favorite. It mm. just, I think it was, it was like 99% lean ground turkey. And I think I had one oh, meal. Yeah. Not it was bad. it was just ground turkey and vegetables and then I had another meal that was I think it I don't remember what carb it was. It had ground turkey in it but anytime I had ground turkey it was just it was too dry in my mouth since so I wasn't hungry. I wasn't like salvating for it. So it was like eating dirt with I would have to drink water with every <laughs> every spoonful because I just like I couldn't get it down otherwise like my mouth I didn't want to eat it. So <laughs> those were probably the worst. Um, the best anything with pasta that was that was a nice change that I got for a while That recently just got taken out again, which I'm not mad about, actually. I think I'm just ready to start dieting, so anything that like gets taken out yes <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah, pasta drink. was definitely what was that?
1: Feel my weight dropping already, Thanks, Scott.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that and anything with English muffin was nice, too, because I could make kind of like a toasted peanut butter jelly with it, basically. Um, but yeah, I'm a big pasta person. I've always loved pasta. So that was like no issue getting down. But I'd say that was my favorite.
1: Very nice. Yeah. So uh, you're you're starting to get into the coaching space now, too, right? Like, I know you do your whole uh, personal training side of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's your training grounds, right?
0: yeah yeah i started there a little less than a year ago i'd say yeah i love it it makes me happy i feel like i it's probably the most fulfilling i'd say quote-unquote job i've talked to scott about that it doesn't feel like a real job like it's just you enjoy doing it right. so it's I'm like cool i get to show up to the gym every day i'm gonna be here anyways like
2: <laughs>
0: right yeah well, I mean, so that's been fun i was about like 70 percent of the people when they're like well what does your husband do and i'm like oh
3: he's I just say personal trainer because while he doesn't have a ton of in-person clients, like in theory, like bodybuilding coaching, it's such a niche. that I, Most of his clients are lifestyle. And like,
1: I train people personally.
3: Exactly. It, it ties. Exactly. Down. Yeah. <laughs> I think 70% of the people that I tell that to, they're like, Oh, like almost act like it's not a real job. I'm like, okay. He felt the same way. He doesn't think <laughs> it's a real job either.
1: Like, they almost feel bad for you, you know what I mean? Oh, he is? I'm so sorry.
0: Or like, <laughs> no, actually. Like, I'm having the time of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> or
3: when they find out that he was an engineer and now he's a personal trainer, they're like, doesn't it normally go the other way? Like, they personal train until they get their degree and then they go be an engineer? I'm like, yeah, you would think, but he didn't listen to me in college, and so he graduated with the wrong degree.
1: <laughs> it's working out all right. It's working out all right.
0: Does the engineer brain help you with like the the more sciency part of like coaching? Do you think at all? Like, does that? I don't know if that makes sense. Me asking that, but
1: I
2: think
0: the it's, analytical- uh,
1: no, that no, that makes sense. I I get that quite a bit actually. I think it's less of the actual like sciency behind it. Because what what a lot of people don't don't even realize, especially on the civil engineering side of things, there's really not even that much math. Especially when I was doing that job, it's it's okay. pretty much like the city of Billings giving you like a guideline, and then you pay, it's almost like a flowchart that you follow with a lot of things. Okay. Really, what really what engineering helps out with the most is especially in the coaching aspect is the actual problem solving part of it and critical thinking. And I I think that's where a lot of like a lot of these trainers are having a hard time nowadays that they just want like a concrete like answer of like okay you need to do this specific diet or you need to do this specific like training program it x mean. scenario you got to do y you know what i mean with yeah. virtually like
3: they want the algebra answer and not the like word problem there's five ways to solve it an answer yeah so it's like the best
1: way to explain it but it's the thing that like all of these different ways work you just got to figure out how this works for this person. You know what I mean? It's I, that's yeah. re, that's really, I think, the biggest part of what what's helped me so far is that you can take all these different answers or solutions and like apply it to the, the one person at a time. If that
2: makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I
0: mean that makes sense. Yeah, because every every person is essentially a new problem to solve. Not a problem, but you know what I mean. It's it's a new. Yeah. It's a whole. It depends new... who it is. <laughs> exactly, maybe it is a problem. Yeah, a problem. but it is. It's a whole new problem to solve, and it's like it's not going to be cookie cutter based on every single you know you can have systems of like cool if this is an issue let's look at this next and then you know onward but
3: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i get that yeah it's kind of it's a lot of problem solving that makes sense
3: i also think the attention to detail is really Mm. like
2: yeah
3: it almost was your detriment at the beginning because he was so focused on the details and sharing and sharing all the details and i i always tell him I'm like i think you were really interested in proving how much you knew and how thought out your plan was for people. So he'd give them all of this detail and for the average person, they're like, this is too much, I can't even read it because it's so- Oh God,
1: the spreadsheets were so freaking elaborate.
3: And it was impressive, (laughs) but like to the average person, I think it was just overwhelming. So I think in some ways that has
2: Uh He still does
3: it on all the backend stuff, Like there's still that kind of like thought process and the detail. I think he's just gotten better about how much of that he shared, depending on the person, right? Like, if their brain works that way and it makes sense to share all of that so that they understand where things are coming from, it's one thing. But for the average lifestyle client, they don't want to know how you figured it out. They just want you to tell them what to eat.
0: Yeah. It's actually funny you mentioned that. I, cause I just like just recently started doing nutrition for somebody. But- and it's the same, it's the same thing where it's like, Okay, I have like my spreadsheet where I put all their stuff down, all the numbers and the breakdown of the macros and this and that. And I'm like, this person probably A doesn't care to see all that stuff and B doesn't need to see all that stuff. Cool. I'll show you your calories. You don't necessarily need to see every single, you know, tiny equation or everything that I did that got to that point. Because I think for some people, it can backfire, first of all, if they're seeing oh. all these things, because then they're gonna take this meal plan that they're following and then they're going to try and match other things to, to macro match it basically yep. and it's like yep. you have a meal plan like this is this yep. is why i'm not giving you but every single thing that it's like if
3: you put them all in one meal yep, yeah <laughs> Your day sucks. No. yeah
0: yeah does that make it great no like exactly.
3: the nutritional mm-hmm. quality
0: is still shit mm-hmm.
2: yeah
0: and no. then also realizing that not everybody is a is a bodybuilder you know like you know, I've talked to Scott about this too. It's like people don't see the same thing, say, see things the same way that like a hardcore bodybuilder might. And it's it's going to be harder for them to follow an exact plan and to remember that some people need more balance than others. It's not not always going to be cookie cutter the same. Like I can't just expect you to do things the same way I do it or you do it. So yeah. I think the other thing too
3: was uh, the big adjustment because we
0: don't have kids I mean we
3: we both meal prep and eat out of Tupperware most of the week but that was a big thing too was watching like getting some clients that were parents or you know had a family and enjoyed cooking for their family that was kind of a, a an adjustment at the beginning I'm like okay well let's instead of having everything be turkey and rice like your dinner needs to kind of be along these guidelines of macros or yeah you know maybe your breakfast and lunch can be more prepped and then your family dinner time is a bit more um like flow flow with the routine of your life because you yeah i mean with us not ha- like a you know, dog and he eats whenever we put food out and he's good like he'll bake for others mm-hmm. but it's not like it's the end of the world if he doesn't get exactly yeah spaghetti on tuesday because that's what his family wants and i'm sitting in my tupperware where he gets spaghetti kind of
0: thing yeah Yeah. and it's also not like you're making like i think the hard part would be if you're a parent making your kids lunch or something and you're like cool i got a little bag of like goldfish crackers let me just like take one while i'm filling it up so that temptation already isn't there like (laughs) yeah
3: i was another podcast i was watching he had a client who was a mom and she just wanted to know like how often she like sat and so it was it was kind of gross but what she did is every like she took a day and she had a Ziploc carried it with her all day and every time she'd go to put something in her mouth she'd put it in the bag or you know and like instead she'd be like ah, crap I gotta put it in the bag and so by the end of it she had like a half of a gallon of Ziploc (laughs) of just like food that day like She'd go to pick up her kids, and she'd normally take a bite. So she put the whole chicken, you know. Granted, she'd take like a bite of the chicken nugget and throw it away. So there's a whole chicken nugget. Well, that's a
1: waste of a chicken
3: nugget. Uh, well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but just like in theory, like especially when you've got kids roaming around, I'm like you don't think about how much all that adds up until you've got like fifty Fruit Loops and two Fruit Roll ups. Like that's
0: a lot of carbs that you that just don't know yeah, yeah. the same way. Yeah, it's the handfuls of things that make a big difference too, especially for like a lifestyle client that maybe has never even thought about all those little like little bites here and there, thinking about adding up. It's like that can absolutely push you into a surplus enough for you to be like gaining weight when you think you should be losing weight, and then saying, Oh, nothing's changing. What's happening? Like my food's perfect. I don't know what's going on. It's like, Probably not. <laughs> also,
3: yeah. I also notice it a lot with the women in my office right now. They all, you know, when we order out or whatever, they're all very adamant about, like, well, I'm going to order a salad. I'm going to be good. Like, okay, you're getting minimally like, minimal value from your iceberg lettuce and your four croutons and your, yeah. like, slice of one chicken, but whatever. And that's then, a couple of dressing uh, yeah, on that. the whole thing of dressing plus half of the other person or they like start talking about, like, I've seen, like, we've gone all out to drinks before or whatnot. I watch how much wine those women drink. And I'm like, Oh, my God. so, so There you go. I'm so <laughs> like, Oh, this makes a lot more sense. You always complain you can't lose weight, even though you're being good. And majority of the, like, calories you consume are in the form of wine. Like, that's just, that's your surplus right there. Cut out the wine. I'm sure you're going to drop weight right off
1: the bat. But <laughs> that's when you get to the point, especially what I've noticed with like lifestyle people, it's like we have our idea of like what what should be optimal for somebody. You know what I mean? For them to push them towards their goals. We also kind of got to look looked at where where some of these people are starting. Usually it's from like freaking ground zero. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, well, let's just start with something like Chew for like 100 grams of any of these meats and like maybe it's just any kind of this fruit and then like let, let's maybe just limit it to like two glasses of wine this week you know what i mean it's just <laughs> enjoy your family now like that's a step forward in progress you know what i mean so it's just a lot of times you just gotta oversimplify a lot of these things for some people it seems to work out okay
3: and the the baby yeah. steps works a lot better than the cold turkey like okay we reapplied with plan doesn't include any wine and you're like well, I have
2: 14 glasses
3: a week, so that's going to be really hard. Like, okay, well, for one a day or two a week or however that ends up matching up. But yeah, it's just funny. And some of it's just priorities. Like some people, their wine time is like, my husband and I have a lot of wine after we put the kids to bed every night and you're not taking that away from me. It's like, okay, well then your food's going to change because you have to account for those calories somewhere. And I think, Some people assume that if it's liquid, it doesn't
0: count. It's like, no, it's your body stuff. Yeah. What's interesting about that, too? I just had a conversation with somebody about how different generations have different foods or like macros that they'll demonize, and how you can see that play out through people's lives, too. So there's the generation that demonizes fat. Oh my God, all fat is bad. We're going to take all fat out. Cool. That's going (laughs) to yeah, that's going to help you lose weight. Or there's, you know, the, the generation that was told that sugar is awful and that, you know, even if it's in fruit, all sugar is bad. You can't have any sugar. People will, you know, cut out all sugar from their diet. They won't eat, they won't even eat good sugar, you know? Mm-hmm. And then carbs, there's the whole, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's every generation has their element that they demonize. And I feel like that probably comes through with nutrition clients as well. Cause you'll give, you know, a, a woman like you know x amount of carbs and suddenly they're like oh my god no like i gain weight on that amount of carbs or this or that whatever and i'm like well you're probably under eating first of all like you know based on what you told me <laughs> like yeah. let's fix the issue and then come back and tell me what you think like
3: <laughs> just trust me for three weeks if you gain weight we'll find a different way to take it off but like
0: yeah
3: sometimes so yeah. like Prove that
1: I'm not crazy. You just need more in general. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had a couple like moms. They're like, I'm like, okay, how many calories do you think you're eating a day? Oh, there's no way I'm eating less than like 2,000 2,500 twenty five hundred. I'm like, okay, can you like just describe to me what a day looks like to you? Well, I'll have I'll have a muffin in the morning, in the morning, and then a chicken salad for lunch, and then maybe a protein shake for dinner or something. Like, dude, that's not even like 500 calories. Like, that's no, oh a really big
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, how are you? How are you ladies alive?
0: Yeah, yeah, or that'll happen, and then they'll skip over the like late night binge that they have after that. And they're like, well, that's the only meals I eat. And it's like, so what's happening after 9 p.m.? Like, <laughs> what are what's going on? Or sometimes it is just that's what they're eating, and they think that's enough, and they're Body is just like running on E, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, also, we're
3: told that it you know calories in versus calories out. Well, if you want to lose weight and you don't want to work harder, then just eat less. It's like, well, when we all get yeah. out not eating enough to begin with, and then yep. we're constantly like we're stuck at a certain activity level because we just don't have the energy to do more because our body's already at survival, and then we go, well, I just want to lose weight because I just can't seem to lose weight working out. So. I'm- take all of my meals to salad like just put yourself over one more time and i guess we're just gonna die we're just gonna yeah die. because your body thinks that it literally is going hey you're trying to, and trying to hold on to everything i can and store so yep. and when you survive till the world
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, and then your hormones get messed up, and yeah, it creates a whole new world of issues. And I think you can even get like gut issues from that too. You know, like people have had like eating disorders; their bacteria is all fucked up. And I know. honestly think that was probably a big proponent to
3: my issues coming out of college because I, I did, I had some really weird eating habits. I wasn't necessarily, I, mean, I didn't purge or anything like that, but I definitely like I had very cyclical eating patterns where I would. Um, I wouldn't eat for days and then I would just binge for like two or three days on the worst things, like a tub of ice cream and like nothing healthy, yeah. but it would I just, I would get super stressed and anxious and I'd lose my appetite and then I would finally catch up and I would be like a ravenous creature, like anything in the cupboards, whether cooked, uncooked, like I was, I was foraging for it.
0: Yeah. Like time to make up for lost time, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the best habits, but honestly that's where bodybuilding kind of came in and helped me the most like it in a lot of ways it was it's it definitely was disordered eating but it wasn't something that I would say was like oh I feel fat so I'm not eating like it wasn't body image related it was strictly like stressed and not making it a priority and the idea of having to like cook dinner overwhelmed me because I like didn't know what to cook like all the choices and then you get stressed enough with school and you lose your appetite you're like well i'm just not hungry so i'm not gonna eat because you know hunger is a sign that i need to eat um so honestly bodybuilding like when alex wrote me my first meal plan he's like okay you're gonna eat this and this and and i'm like but i'm not hungry he goes i don't care you're going to eat this (laughs) and then this i'm like okay i'll give it a try and slowly like as you start proving to your body like no you can eat like If you're not hungry, you still need to eat. I finally like got an appetite back and yeah, Yeah. that in itself was a learning curve, but I'd probably still struggle with some of the same disorder eating if I didn't have the structure of
0: bodybuilding and a meal plan, but. Oh, absolutely. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same way. I remember when I first started my, my meal plan I saw that there were, I think there were five or six meals and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get through all this. And then you know, if you time it out properly within a week, I was like, Oh my God, I'm hungry. Like just wanted to keep eating. And it was like, Hey, yeah, your, your body's catching on your metabolism's catching on. Like if you keep eating, you know, these same times and your body's going to be like, Hey, okay, time to eat. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Like, but yeah, I used to have the same thing. I would, I would barely eat all day. Just like, you know, eating was like an inconvenience. And so then I would wait until late and the same thing. It's like, you just end up eating everything but yeah, not, not good for your body. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> well, what even got you into bodybuilding in the first place?
0: Ooh. So when I, let's see, I guess to bring it all the way back. So similar to you, Morgan, I mean, in high school, I had kind of like a lot of eating issues, except for me, I was, I was vegan for a couple years but I was like severely under eating the whole time. And like, just like you think, you know what you're doing. And I'm like, no, I didn't know what I was doing. I was under eating. I was not getting the proper nutrients from it at all. Um, was not eating enough protein. And I think that that led to a lot of like, probably gut issues. I was never like diagnosed with anything, but obviously when you're not. Yeah, no, you're good.
1: (laughs) You can keep going. I got Penny here. Oh, hello.
2: Goodbye,
1: Penny. (laughs) Penny. It's a a circus around here some days.
0: (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Yeah, basically I went from being like, oh, I want to be super thin and skinny. This was around like 2015-ish. So we weren't quite at the like women wanting to be like, you know muscly yet so well, it was very I mean, much like you know, yeah cocaine and yeah it was the the thigh gap era and the all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah that was like 2015 i was like oh i you know i just want to be thin whatever and then that kind of lasted for a few years um and then once i stopped being being vegan actually that was when i think my body was like all right we got to like heal from all these fucking issues you just gave yourself basically from not eating enough and not getting enough protein um, and kind of right around that same time, I want to say that was when I started actually being more conscious of like, you know, protein and eating. And then it was maybe end of, or I think it was end of 2018, beginning of 2019. That was when I started going to the gym and I would go, this was like my local hometown gym, uh, which is like, yeah, it, it was open until, I think it was 24 hours. Yeah. Cause I would go at midnight and I was like, I just like need to go and figure everything out. I don't want to be around people. Like, I don't want to have to navigate the weight section where all these men are. Cause I was like new to the gym and it was scary. And so I would go at midnight and, you know, try everything out and weight lift and stuff. And so, yeah, beginning of 2019, I think was like, what I would call the beginning of my like fitness journey, I guess. <laughs> and then did that for a couple years. And then I graduated college. Um, I think that was last year, early spring. And I think I had, I think i had posted something on Instagram where I was like posing like a bodybuilder or something. Like, obviously I had no idea what I was, what I was doing. It was not a good pose at all. But my coach Scott saw it because I had been going to the gym for a while where he was. And he was like, Hey, like you should talk to Danny, uh, who's gym owner because she's she's mm-hmm. a pro. She's like helps us with posing and all that kind of stuff. He's like, You should talk to Danny and like, you know, get a posing session in and just like see if it's something that would be a possibility for you, like see if you would like it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like talked to him a little bit about that. I was almost I think it was I don't know if I'd graduated at that point yet. Basically, long story short, I graduated college and I was like, okay, I need something new to focus on, like something right. to kind of throw myself into. And then went and saw uh, the show in Bellevue. It was Emerald Cup. That's the one I'm going to be doing this spring yeah. uh, with my roommate at the time. And I was like, all right, I got to do this. This is super cool. Um, and I'd gotten to watch my roommate. I got to see her through her prep as well. So I got to ask a bunch of questions and That I think was like one of the single most helpful things when deciding if I wanted to do bodybuilding or not was literally living with somebody who had gone through like multiple preps before so I could pick her brain about the ins and outs of it basically. Um, Then sat down with Scott like a week after Emerald Cup and I was like, hey, this is something I want to do. And then just like went from there basically. So long winded story. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. What What did your roommate do? She did bikini. Okay. Yeah.
1: So why figure? She's,
0: yeah. What was that?
1: Why figure then? What made you choose figure? Why figure? Yeah.
0: I think figure was... When I first started with spot, I think it was going to be one or the other where like I'm not really sure what your body structure is going to work well with. We'll do a posing session and decide from there. I think we did it and then they had me do a back pose or something and it was like all right your back is like a little bit more suited towards figure. I was very small still. Mm-hmm. Uh I probably could have done both and you know did fairly well at both if I decided to do bikini but I think it was like all right let's just focus on one. Figure was nice because I could go into it knowing that it was something I could grow into and take I wouldn't have to downsize, basically. Yeah, yeah, I could grow into it. um And I think a lot of a lot of women who do bikini, yeah, I'm sure you could probably speak on this as well because you went from bikini to wellness, right? At a certain point, you're like, I either have to downsize or yeah, you know,
3: my very first show, which was uh, you know super shitty six week prep coming off of the turn, but but it was already paid right? for every single that was there was like a hundred pounds and just thigh gap and just maybe were muscular. Don't get me wrong. It's not like any of them just rolled up as a skeleton, but I was, you know, I literally looked at Alex and I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape given the circumstances. Like definitely didn't look my best, but I could have had a better prep and I probably would have looked better, but. I was like, I if I wanted to do bikini again, I have to literally, like, run and stop running when my legs are, like, half the size that they are. And, I, like, wellness wasn't really, I think that was the first year that they had brought wellness over. So, I wasn't, that wasn't really on my mind at all. It wasn't at any of the uh, local shows. It was only things that they were doing at certain, like pro shows basically there were a few national divisions for wellness but it wasn't really a thing yet and so that for me was like i might be doing figure the next time i could eat i don't and i kind of just took a really long time off after that so i was like i don't know what i want to do because i thought i wanted to do bikini and that fucking sucks like <laughs> i'm never going to be that little and i like working out that's why i want to bodybuild so the point of
1: do you like eating I think, like 14 i out
3: Well, and I just even look at like my bone structure. Like the more that I've like researched the part of the bodybuilding world, like my general bone structure is like I don't have delicate ankles and knees. Like I've got strong dancer ankles. Like I roll my ankle in a pair of heels and I'll get up and keep walking. It doesn't hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just things that I'm like I'm just not well suited for that. Like it's great that that division exists for the people that are five two and a hundred pounds, but like there is no way that. Like, so it's either wellness or figure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I really train legs, but.
1: Yes, you do. You psychopath.
3: I just, I struggle when I train upper body. I love the pump on the day, but every other day I hate the way my clothes fit. You know what I mean? Like I. That's fair. Yeah. It's just not something that I, I, I don't feel very feminine when I'm bulky up top and I build up top really easily. And so that, for me, oh, it's like, dude. it's great. It would be great if that was, like, my desired division, but I don't know. I'm yeah. just not there yet. So, who knows? Maybe that'll change, and then I got, I still have a, still have a recovery and a building phase to finish, so who knows? Maybe I'll change yeah. my
0: mind.
1: I'm still trying to talk in the into figure.
0: Dude, your shoulders, I mean, you, <laughs> I've, I've never seen so many posts.
3: I, I do, I think, I think I have, like, four shoulder exercise in the past like obviously i haven't been working out recently but i had four leg days spread across seven days and in those like those are the only days i was going eight yeah sorry days. so don't make
1: me sound like a psychopath
2: no Uh,
3: but i was only like i literally only trained like i don't train for and so in order to keep like a decent shoulder pump in there he's like all right on this day, you're going to do laterally. On this day, you're going to do a shoulder. On this, so I have like a shoulder exercise in every single thing. Spread right out throughout yeah. the week. And I usually get done doing my one shoulder exercise. And I start like flexing out. It's like fucking me right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Bye>. <laughs> Whatever.
0: That's like me on my my one leg day I get per week. I'll start posing like a wellness athlete. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could. I'm yeah, like, no. I, I just have a pump. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
0: still listening. Yeah. Well, you guys went to a. Uh, I don't remember what it was. This could have been like a year ago, but I remember Morgan. You said you went to a show because you were before you were worried about like, oh, should I downsize for bikini? Oh. Like, am I big enough? But then you went and you were like, oh no, I'm looking at these like wellness athletes and like looking at how big they are. First of all, everybody looks like massive when they're on stage it's the lighting, it's the oil it's the tan whatever and you see them when they get off stage and it's like oh my god you're actually not like generally generally speaking you're not that big
2: yeah and
3: like so it's how it's like a double-edged sword because the bikini athletes look fucking ripped all of the pictures that they post you're like oh my gosh you are like the biggest bikini athlete i've ever seen you see them in real life and their knee like their their calf is like the size of my wrist but shred it and I'm just like I don't that that doesn't translate when there's no like comparison yeah. next mm-hmm. to you to like see the average human bikini athlete so yeah we it was the Olympia last year we went to um okay
2: yeah and I was
3: just like I was literally like it was like my first week of prep so it was like Alex was like you did not eat like you were on prep I was like no we were on vacation I didn't give a shit I had I had <laughs> yeah. three weeks left I didn't care <laughs>
0: Plenty of room to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> makeup, plenty of makeup. up. threw I'm off sweating. the whole
3: timeline, oh, too. And no, I'm cool. You <laughs> built it, in, I'm <laughs>
0: uh, Yeah, I
3: was, we were walking around the booths and I was talking to this girl that is, she was planning on doing like a national show the year or something. And she was a wellness athlete. And I was telling her, well, I can't really decide like, if I should. Like, if I, because like, I'm in my own body, like, I think I'm big, but like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, I'm. Like, the, like you said the wellness brush looks so freaking jacked that uh-huh. like, I means like take a step back and i took a step back away from the booth she goes there is no way in hell you are a bikini athlete. I was like, <laughs> she goes that's so validating think, like even if you have some room to lean out like there's no way you fit the bikini categories Fuck yeah I'm like that's all you'd hear <laughs> yeah. i still did compete in that bikini division at my show just to see so, like you just never know yeah. like one or two people's opinions that aren't judges if you just never know i had to i had to adjust my posing a lot like i still was i won my bikini division and i think the only reason i did is because most of the other girls at the show were just really thin like they didn't have a ton of muscle on them so as far as like the musculature requirements and of the like division i was able to adjust my posing to look more balanced like
0: i had to kind of cheat my twist and all that but probably less pumping up too i'm sure right yeah. it's like yeah. all right let's not
2: <laughs> let do not I didn't I didn't pump the- we
3: didn't pump my legs, and then my posing was much less like right like i literally got up there and stood and twisted my first and called Yuck. it. i wasn't flexing my my wasn't even flexing my like tricep or anything like that like everything was, like, a pretty relaxed like Hey, I'm here to be cute. Like, not really, like, yeah. I'm here to show you how ripped I am. I think
0: that would be like, so well, I was, like, shaking.
3: I was squeezing. Like, Please notice how big my legs
0: are. Like, oh my yeah, God. like, crossing divisions in a scenario like that, especially, like, that would be the same thing if I were to cross over with figure and bikini, where it's, like, I'm so used to, like, yeah, doing the flex. Like, you, you have to, like, be sturdy and make sure everything's flared out perfectly. If I were to cross over... Into bikini, my like muscle memory of having to flex so hard for everything else. I think it would be impossible for me to 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 remember to relax. I guess.
3: Yeah, it was definitely it was an adjustment for sure. But yeah, that to me though, i was like, yeah, I don't, I I did what I needed to do as far as like deciding on division, and the posing is similar enough. I felt like I could get away with it for one show, but after that, I was like, no. I I like building. I don't want to get smaller. I my date yeah. needs to be smaller, except for my waistline
0: is like yeah, like, and that's all just
3: the right shape. Like
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and then too, it's like you can build around that to, to yeah. make it everything
3: like else bigger, nice. and your waist will look tiny. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, now we just need to transplant our brains so that you can
0: do wellness and all be figures. Mm-hmm. I know we gotta like live through each other now. So I'm like, well, what yeah. if?
1: <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what was kind of your big focus on training this off season? Was it your back?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you would imagine, figure is all about back. So, and for me too, it's like I have always. I'm I'm never gonna be the biggest one on stage. I know that I, I'm a small fringed person. Bad, but if- how, how tall are you? <laughs> but what was that? How tall are you? I'm like five, three ish, but it's more like at that point, it's about shape. So if we can blow up my back and a lot of it was depth, it's just like, I needed more muscle thickness and, um, I needed more, I don't know. It's, It's funny thinking about like, okay, these are all the things we wanted to focus on and it feels like it was just about everything. But I mean, yeah, back thickness was a huge focus. My hamstrings were a huge focus. Um, because my quads and my glutes tend to like take over the hamstring. And then for a while it was like everything, but my hamstrings were growing and it's like, all right, now we got to reel back the glutes training and the quad training and like really try and get your hamstrings to come through. Mm -hmm. But yeah, back was kind of the main focus, just like need more depth, more rear dealt. um, And then, yeah, kind of like trap as well. That was a huge thing that Scott started putting in my plan, more trap stuff. Which was so funny because I was so worried about like, oh, I don't want big traps. I don't want to have like, you know, the, the bulky, the backpack traps. And he was like, he's like, yeah, you can say well, thank you, you for that. Because yeah. now I'm like, okay, I just kind of like it. Like, they're not huge. You know, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not on gear. So it's not going to like blow me up the way that I, all these pro athletes that I follow. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, they got
3: by doing that for years. Mm-hmm. New. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly six months of your focus time or whatever
1: so yeah, yeah. Not, not doing it from a chest supported row anytime soon you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, good well uh what what do you think no it's one of my I'm trying what what was your favorite day to lift like pull day was your leg day?
0: I've always been a shoulder day person. Any day that I get to work shoulders, it's a good day. I I hate bicep pumps. Bicep pumps hurt so bad and I just I don't know why that like <laughs> I don't like the feeling of bicep pumps. I've never been a bicep person. Um back pumps are great. It's just back is really hard. Um obviously. I'd say I'd say shoulders probably top tier for me. Back is going to be right after that. And then then probably legs and then last like biceps, I would say. My my days are kind of like, like I have a whole arm day on Fridays basically. So it's all bicep and tricep. And I really don't like those days because that means I have a really big, <laughs> big bicep pump and it hurts. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, so I have a question. When I do like, when I do triceps, I love it because I feel like I get a really great pump to the point where you can like see the tricep and everything like I always feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I switch over to biceps. I just feel like I get so fucking. Stupid. I'm like, now it just looks fat, and I don't like it, and it hurts, and I feel like my skin is gonna tear. And I've decided i do not like doing arms ever. That's yep. why. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it's just me. Like when you say it hurts, I'm like, I also feel like I lose all arm definition when I hit my biceps, and then I immediately lose it. I'm like, it hurts. My arm looks like shit. I'm done
0: yeah there's just like some burns i feel like even while i'm working out like i love the way a shoulder burn feels like when i'm doing lateral raises or something uh or like you know leg extensions when you f- you're feeling that burning your quads or whatever that's great i love the burn from hip thrusts. i hate the bicep burn from doing any type of curl i don't know why i just don't like it <laughs> not my favorite kind of pain <laughs> i i have to
3: agree i'm i'm pretty much any other and to be honest, I don't ever really feel my calves, but like the calf, like the, the calf thing, I'm like, it's just not my favorite. But I'd have to say my bicep burn is the least favorite. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I don't know. I
1: like a nice calf pump.
3: <laughs> I have to do so much weight that I then they just cram. Like the only time they burn, I literally like just cram. She's
1: got like crazy strong calves, and then being like a ballerina, oh, like, so high. Yeah.
3: My, my my range on my point flex is pretty intense, so it takes a lot of weight, and then the rep rate, like, the actual range of motion in order to, like, feel anything is pretty intense, so like, a good three-set calf block takes me probably a half, because there's just so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Stop, stop giving your calf.
3: Well, and then so we're here, also- <laughs> I wear heels to work so they're getting work there so anytime that he has me do like extended like calf on any like any type of like multiple days of calf work I'm usually like dude I, like, I can't lay down without my calves cramping because they're like they're engaged all day whatever heels and then I do all of this and I have to do it so intensely that I'm like I my feet cramp honestly that's what happened like my uh,
0: your feet are in a constant flex <laughs>
3: My calves, my feet are like, fuck you, dude. Like, just leave us alone. We just want to be flat and just don't move. Give us a break. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh man. Okay, so no biceps, no calves.
3: No biceps, no calves. All shoulders.
1: All, all shoulders.
3: shoulders, Yep.
0: (laughs) Now we're talking.
1: Okay, favorite shoulder exercise. then. I don't care if it's rear delts
0: any oh. any lateral raise variation, whether it's cable, dumbbell, band, whatever.
1: But if you had to pick one,
0: if I had to pick one, just dumbbell, dumbbell lateral raise.
1: I agree with that. I don't know
0: why I think part of it for me is I, I think I think genetically, my shoulders will grow like faster or just like differently than like, say my legs or whatever. And so I think like naturally I'm like, okay, I like to work shoulders and also because figure duh, like you know, I gotta have like capped delts for that. But yeah, I think they just respond really well to being worked out a lot. And so maybe mm-hmm. that's why I like it more. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. It's a good answer. I'll I'll let you have that one.
0: Are you not a shoulder uh workout fan?
1: I, I like, honestly, it's just my, my chest has been such a focal point that, okay, yeah. I don't know, I've been so focused on that, and then I'm really at the point where I'm basically doing like a lateral every other day, just to hit it as often as possible, but, which seem, seems to work okay, but it's just like, I gotta do laterals again, and then like, we only have so many options, so it's like, I got I got my cuffs. I got dumbbells, or I got this machine I don't really like.
0: Yeah, is it it. one of those like where you hold the things like down here, and then it like moves out with you with the arms?
1: No, dude, we 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 live in bodybuilding poverty, so it's all like nineteen seventies, sixties, like super old school flex equipment. So it's like one of those pad ones. Oh,
0: with your I okay, I can actually see that being. Like nice, because at least you're like you're. You have to lead with your elbow, and it takes the like thought of holding a dumbbell out of the way. But yeah, I guess that wouldn't be my favorite either.
1: Which which is okay, because like if you lean into it or you like rotate in the seat and go like one arm, you can actually get it like a little out in front of you, like you're supposed to. Like yeah. okay, at that I, point, yeah, I
2: feel like it's it's
1: harder to move your motion. Like
2: it's so tough that you have to you have to find what works
3: for you. I would say it's totally different than he does in order to get like, the right angle on my shoulder. A, size, but be, like, everyone's body is a little bit different. So I feel like it's not as, like, up. yeah.
2: use it. But for me to, like, get
3: in the right, I'm like, this
0: sucks. So I'm just going to go do dumbbells. <laughs> yeah, on. I think that's why I like dumbbells, too.
1: No, delts are fun, but I prefer, like, legs, honestly. Ugh. Oh, but he also, he
3: also so. likes to murder himself, and like, this is the best
1: way to do it. Yeah, which is sad because my coach finally told me he's like, "Dude, we need we need to look at your quads he, He's like, "How are you training this intense?" So he's had to, to actually like pull back a lot of my intensity on that stuff. So he's like, "Okay, pretty much just leg extensions and That fucking sucks. That's not fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay yeah you're a lot like scott in that way where it's like that's the day where you just like murder yourself basically
3: yes <laughs> that's
0: just the football
3: mentality that yeah. like you especially the guys who take it really serious like the the gym days where you actually like murder Such a team building event like
2: mm-hmm. such
3: a like a, a mood booster like just so culturally like everybody was Except for like the people that had zero leg muscle. Everybody was pumped for like day or just workouts in general. So I feel like it's yeah. a lot easier for you to push yourself to get that feeling of intensity. And like it brings back all of the good memories of like team limits and that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: because all Scott and I have now are trying to do that and it's sending it to each other. Yeah,
0: I think it's natural. It's like you, you like doing what you're good at, too. So a lot of like, for for example, like if you're, if you're a wellness, you know, competitor, it's like a lot of, a lot of them like to hit glutes and legs. Cause you're good at it. You build muscle there and that's your main focus yeah. for me. I feel, I mean, I'm not bad at legs, but it's not my favorite. They don't grow as fast as I would like them to grow. So mm-hmm. I like shoulders because I'm good at it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's
3: fair. It's like, and it's always funny because I I remember hearing somebody say this and I, somebody stuck with me. It's like, the exercise you like to do the least with when you need to be the most. And I'm like, fucking abs, man. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's all I need to do. And I just don't do it because I don't know <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like, I can just imagine yeah. like planks. I'm like, yeah, I'll do planks. Like, yep. not going to do. <laughs> I'd love to yeah, see Yeah, I don't
2: like
3: the abs either. Hey, no.
2: I
1: can do them. I just don't like them. Yeah. Okay. So can't okay, have Um. For your coach, like goal-wise, what what sort of goals do you have for like your coaching, your bodybuilding, and anything super big that you're
0: working towards. really working towards? like that's a hard question because for coaching stuff like I just started doing nutrition so my goal I guess in the next year is just to like learn more nutrition stuff I have no idea if like I ever want to do like prep coaching or not I don't know if that's like something I would enjoy I really like learning from my coach and like asking and picking his brain as to why he you know changes things around the way he does but I don't know. Part of that is like, I just, I like to know why, but I'm still trying to figure out if that's even something that I want to do myself, or if I just like being the athlete in the situation.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but I do see myself like continuing on doing like lifestyle nutrition stuff. And I really enjoy personal training. Um, bodybuilding wise, I have no idea. Um, I feel like a lot of people have the goals like, well, I'm, I'm going to keep doing this until, I get my pro card and this and that, which is awesome. But for me, I just want to keep doing it for as long as I enjoy it. I enjoy it now. I'm still enjoying it. Um, Every season of bodybuilding comes with hard things. Obviously pushing food that high is really hard and dieting down as hard as you do is really hard. So I think there's probably going to be a certain point where I'm just going to be tired of extremes and just need to take time to just be and not necessarily be in like a building or cutting phase, yeah. But right now I'm excited to cut down. I'm excited to do my shows. Have no idea what those will bring, but I'm just excited to have more muscle and to do better than I did last time. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if I have any like actual like laid out goals, but just to do better than I did last time. Oh, that is awesome. I feel
2: like that's
3: that's the the mindset that most people should have going into going because it truly is about the journey. And like you said, prep comes with hard things every time and no prep is the same. And so the hard things that you run into are not generally the same hard things that you dealt with the previous time just because you already dealt with them. So you've kind of learned how to get through that or how to make that part not so hard. Um because I know for yeah. me like one of the hardest things was when cardio got so high that I had to do an evening session. And like my mindset just tanked. Like I'd get on the treadmill at night and I would just be like so pissed off. And I'm like, I can't be mad at anyone but me because this is all my choice. But like, I guess I didn't, I wasn't prepared for how mentally hard it was going to be. Like physically I was exhausted, but mentally, like that was a huge adjustment for me. It was like mental. Well, now going into it the next time I do it, I know that evening cardio is a very high possibility and I'm going to have to change my way of thinking about it. Or maybe I have to decide that competing is not for me, right? Like you have to, you meet those obstacles and you go, okay, I either find a way through it or it's my reason for being done. And I think that's a really healthy way to look at it is like, all right, I'm here to learn and enjoy the journey and be the best version of myself on the other end that I can
0: be. But mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with the the mental part of it too. And I think that was actually where most of the growth came for me. Like, especially once you get down, like those last seven, 10 weeks when things really start to ramp up a bit and you almost like start meeting new versions of yourself where you're like, Oh, I didn't know that could piss me off that much. Or, you know, when you're hungry and you're tired and you're driving and someone's going slow in front of you and you're like, I am like unreasonably angry about this. Why? <laughs> like I that was hard for me. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be that like angry person. This is not inherently who I am. And I had probably multiple breakdowns about like, oh, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to, you know, having to draw boundaries
3: in the world and it's all my fault.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, people who, who, you know, want to talk to you when you're at the gym about X Y Z and I'm just like, oh my God I have like one brain cell right now like I can't, I can't like I don't want to be rude but I also yeah, to, don't care about this yeah
3: topic. you have
0: to like draw that boundary where it's like hey I got to get back to my workout like and it doesn't have to be that deep but yeah. you know for if you're hard at already drawing boundaries you just feel like you're a dick when you say that stuff so that was that was hard but that was a like a necessary What you, was that
3: are you a people pleaser by nature?
0: Oh yeah, I think so, and I think going through prep made me realize that too. Yeah,
3: I'm the same one. So when you said setting boundaries is hard, I'm like, oh, you must be like me. You're a people pleaser. <laughs> you want yeah. to, be, and you just want to do all the things for all the people, and yeah, it makes it hard. To yeah, be like, I'm in a season of myself, and I can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, prep is like a super, you know, selfish, selfish thing yeah. when you're you have to focus on yourself first, such a large part of it, and kind of forget that these other areas. Not forget that they exist, but some things are like on hold for a while. You have to so like make, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, this is a priority, and that means that maybe this isn't as much of a priority. Not that it's not important, but. Um, like trying to make that clear to people is hard, especially for like the people pleaser part of your brain.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: but I do feel like it teaches you a lot about value, like placing value on yourself. Of like, okay, as much as I want to make everybody else happy, and I'm okay with having a life where I'm kind of that servant part, where I'm just I'm here for everybody else, and I don't need to be selfish with my time. Like for me, at least, it was very much like a hey no, it's okay to have three months where you're just focused on it. And it's hard the first couple of times you set those boundaries, but I honestly think if anything, it's given a lot of perspective, like post prep and everything, like right now I'm my job and I'm, when um, I've got three weeks left, I gave my notice, um, for, cause we're moving. And so I gave my notice. So I'd have a month off before we left, so I'd pack up and sell shit. But middle of the summer I was like I hate my job and I was like well what are you gonna do about it either to figure out how to like it or we need to figure out something else I'm like well yeah you're right because at the end of the day I need to set boundaries for myself and it's not just about well they need me I don't care you hate it like what are you gonna do about it oh shit you yep. know I am mean? like I don't want to let him down he goes the only way you'll let him down is if you keep throwing up and don't do your job like <laughs> fair okay i'll start setting these boundaries because it's about time i start recognizing that it's okay to like put yourself first sometimes so
0: yeah absolutely
3: realize without prep of like
0: hey
3: sometimes it's not about everybody else because it can be about you
1: for this five months it's about me
3: about me for the last two that's
1: okay you did great you
3: did
1: great well, Taylor, uh if you're anything like us, I'm sure you got to go eat soon too. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, um. Do you got anything else, or I don't think so. Any anything for the the order of closing? No. But okay.
3: I haven't been on a podcast in way too. So I was
1: gonna say this rusty. has been this has
3: been a minute. You know, a little rusty.
1: Uh, yeah give this is t-
3: my first time so
1: yeah. we didn't give her an icebreaker question so that's my bad
3: Yeah, have you been doing icebreakers? I thought you stopped doing that he hasn't done it a lot I of have, haven't
1: been doing it at all this is, it's her job she runs the show what is, is
0: your favorite conspiracy? oh my gosh I don't even know if I know enough conspiracy theories to
1: 9-11 moon landing
3: the pyramids were built
0: by aliens
1: birds aren't real oh
0: <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> i don't know i the whole moon landing thing now that you've brought that up i think i don't know <laughs> i don't I don't, I don't know i don't know a whole lot about that but i will say there i saw one clip of like what the, the flag was like in Wait. the wind there's and no the so maybe they're onto something there, but I don't even know if I, I don't know enough about that to have an opinion.
3: <laughs> the only question about moon landing is why haven't we been back? Why is it going to take that's- four more years to figure out how to get the next man on the moon? Cause now we're planning another like trip to the moon, but for four, in four years. So it's like, I understand that things have to be built to like make it happen. Like that's one thing, but like, why haven't we been back? And why is it taking us this long? In to get this technology? economy,
1: you want to go back to the moons? I mean, they want to
3: colonize.
0: So they're the ones with all the money. So <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: they. I think that's fishy, especially with all the technology that we're able to create and come up with every year. How has that not been a thing? Like in yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll put you down for not believing birds are real aren't real too. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Put <laughs> <have> check there.
1: <laughs> um, cool.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. I don't
0: have anything else. than oh, okay. the fact that. Um, where can people find you on social media and stuff like that? Um. Let's see. My social media. My Instagram is at Tay Wolanski. I had to think about that one for a second. I was like, I think it was just Tay. Yeah. Oh,
3: you, um, you need to change your last name when you get famous
0: to Wolanski.
1: I'm surprised you haven't used <laughs> that. Yeah.
0: Somebody else told me that at one point too, and I'm like, hey, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, we should take that. Yeah, this
1: is a herd Her mentality podcast. staple with marketing.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: yeah. Like Some marketing. Yeah. 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 I think that's the main place that I'm on right now. It's kind of my only, yeah. my only spot on the internet. Training information and stuff
3: as well for like,
0: Yep, all my training information is there. I've got a coaching link in my bio, you but like, like online coaching at all, strictly in person. Yep, I do online as well. I don't, I don't have anybody online right now, but it's always an option. I feel like with the way technology is now, it's yep. like yeah. yeah, why wouldn't it be? You know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Well, shit, dude, we're really happy to have you on and actually get to talk to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. It was nice to talk about all this stuff finally. <laughs> yeah we'll get together uh Alex has been talking doing like a like
3: coaches kind of a situation where he brings on like scott and tony and some of those guys um but i told him i was like well we're gonna get together a girls group and talk about all the girls bodybuilding um my friend, oh, yeah. my friend taven out down in she's in arizona right now she's potentially taking a break from bodybuilding so we'll see if she wants to join or not but we might try to set up like a regular once a month with us girls and just bullshit about all the female yeah. bodybuilding. So
0: definitely That would be it. awesome. There's plenty to talk about there. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> well
1: cool. All right, buddy. Well, you go eat up while you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, enjoy. I will. You're tell tell up. runs out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. See you later.
2: See ya. And me meeting- <laughs>